Sucky Golf and let me tell you why. I'm Avery Dovsik, the host of the Why You Suck at Golf podcast. Thanks for joining in on another episode. And today we have a great guest. His name is George Blackshaw. Yes, he is known as the amputee golfer on social media, playing the sport with one arm and a prosthetic leg, if the sport wasn't already hard enough. <laughs> um, but he's also a great golfer. He's sitting at a 9.8 handicap, which is amazing. So let's hear from George. George Blackshaw, who goes by at the Amputee Golfer on social media, is on with us today. How are you doing, George? Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. How are you? Good. So, got a little bit of time change, but tell everyone where you're from. Um, I'm from Manchester in England. And what's interesting about George is he plays golf, but tell us about what makes you kind of different than, you know, where do you get your social media handle from? Yeah, so I'm I'm actually um, called the amputee golfer, but I'm a double amputee. So I I lost my right leg and right arm when I was 15 months old in a lawnmower accident. Wow, very crazy. So you picked golf. So you have a prosthetic leg, is that correct? Yes, that's right. So like you could like play other sports that don't require you to like challenge yourself as much. But why did you choose golf? Um, I just chose golf. Um. I mean, I started off because my brothers play it and my dad, and I wanted to play with them. Um, but I chose golf because I've always been determined to try new things. Um, and I just thought, you know, I didn't want my disability to stop me playing. So, yeah, I started it. And ever since I've tried it, I've just loved it. And, yeah, grown into it as I've got older. Yeah. Have you ever played any other sports like football or? Um, yeah, I play football and tennis as well. Um, so, yeah, I play tennis three times a week. So, yeah, I really enjoy that as well. Yeah, that's awesome. So when did you really start grinding at golf, I guess? Like, what age were you? Um, I started playing initially when I was about 15 years old. Um, mm-hmm. But pr- properly over the last two and a half years, three years, um, I've really started getting into it. And um, yeah, about a year and a half ago is when I started my Instagram page of my journey of being a disability golfer really, and trying to inspire people to get into it, the game of golf. Yeah. So what do you actually shoot averaging right now? Um, my handicap at the moment is 9.8. Wow. Um, I'm hopefully trying to get it down lower. Um, but on average, probably shooting around 11 or 12. Um, but obviously, yeah, just trying to get lower with my handicap and enjoy the game. That's incredible. What do you think the strongest part of your game is? Um, I'd probably say... Um, my driving, but I've really been working on my short game recently, so my chipping and putting have improved a lot. Um, wow. But yeah, that's what I'd say my strongest is. How long are you driving the ball right now? Um, I'd probably say 2.10, um, wow. and then obviously it rolls out more in the summer. Um, I've just been playing this morning in it. In the winter, it, it stops quite soon on the fairway, so it's quite wet. Wow, that's insane. <laughs> so when you go Thank practice... You and play I'm sure you get people stopping all the time Mm -hmm. or do you feel like people are like scared to say something you know come up to me on the course and say like oh wow like we can't believe how well you're hitting it um but I don't really see myself as a disability golfer but obviously it's it's very nice when people come up and give you praise um yeah it's really nice of them are you self-taught or did you have someone to help you because your swing is obviously very unique um, only using one arm so was that something that you kind of came about over time or did you have guidance um yeah so I I, I went to a golf coach uh, when I wanted to start up the game of golf and he helped me through the process 
um yeah he's he's he was really good with me and you know taught me the basics and but ever since then I've not properly had a golf coach in about three and a half years um just the odd lesson so mm-hmm. I think I know I know my I know my game really well and mm-hmm. uh, yeah I've just learned to adapt to different things really that's awesome so he that was probably something very new to him right mm, I mean definitely. you go from teaching someone with two arms and now you're given um, a challenge of trying to create a swing for someone who can't replicate a normal golf swing, right? Yeah, um, I, he did really well with you know adapting to that, and um, that I he passed away about three and a half years ago, oh. and um, yeah, I've just I've just felt like since um, then I've it's hard, like you say, it's hard for other coaches to adapt to my game, so I feel like I know my game better because obviously it's so different to everyone else's game um, mm-hmm. so I try and just teach myself really and learn what I need to improve on yeah do you go to university or are you done I study football business and at where sorry you cut out um it, I study football business and marketing in Manchester oh awesome very cool so yeah, I really are, enjoy that. Are sports teams big at universities over there or no? Um, yeah, but not obviously not as big as um in America. But yeah, yeah they are they're, they're relatively big for societies and meeting new people. Is there any club teams you can join or? Um, not at the moment there isn't, but obviously I'm I'm. I'm trying to find a lot of games in golf and I'm, I'm playing quite a lot at the moment with friends and different people that, you know, I've, I've found through Instagram as well. Yeah. So what does a typical practice session look like you look like for you? Excuse me. Um, it really depends on what I'm working on, but normally say if I'm practicing for a game of golf, I'll hit, I'll just start with hitting wedges just to loosen myself up. And then um, just a few you know, seven irons, and then I'll slowly work my way up to the driver. Um, yeah, but just, I mean, with the one arm, it's mainly just getting the timing right. Um, but yeah, I, I do I do like practice, and but I prefer going out on the course. Mm-hmm. What do you think throws your swing off the most? Like, is it your backswing that can, like, lead it all off, or is it really on your kind of bringing it down where your timing can get all messed up? Um, yeah, you're right. It's more on back on my backswing um, with the one hand to like maintain that um, strength in my in my backswing and not rotate it around my body because um, it's mm-hmm. quite easy to flip the hand over around the body. And um, as I've got older, it's got a lot easier to you know, maintain that backswing and not be lazy with it, as I as I call it now. Um, but yeah, that's probably my one bad go to that I, I do. Um, in my in my golf swing you use your left arm correct yes i use my left arm but hit it like a right hander yeah that's what i thought but it makes sense because your impact position's like pretty ideal yeah. at that point mm-hmm. um are you, were you do you feel like you're left hand dominant well you kind of were young so you were probably forced yeah. either way huh <laughs> yeah i mean i was um i mean obviously i can't remember but my parents tell me I was actually born right-handed, so. Um, uh-huh. But obviously, I've since fifteen months old. I've only had a left hand, so I've just adapted to life with that, really. 
Did you ever feel, and only answer this if you want to, but like growing up, you received a lot of judgment for it? Um, not at all, no. I think, I think a lot of the time people, you know, are just trying to be kind and help you out. But a lot of the time you don't really need help because I'm determined to do it on my own. But um, yeah, yeah, that's really the, only the main thing. I feel like a lot of people who look at others with certain disabilities are just so scared and don't know how to go about it because obviously it's not as common. Like it's common for you because that's Mm -hmm. your daily life. Mm -hmm. But for other people, it's very hard to, you know, adapt. I just actually visited and this is completely different, but I visited a deaf school Mm. a couple of weeks ago and everyone is completely deaf. Um, All the teachers are deaf and the way of life was so different. Mm. Um, And it was honestly kind of weird because I didn't know, like, if people were turning around and I was, like, far away, like, how do you get somebody's attention? Mm. Um, And it it just brought a lot of questions, like, how things I take for granted that I don't even think about, like, ordering pizza. I was like, "Uh, how would you guys do that? Like, they're like, Mm. "Uh, we have a software. I'm like, okay, well, that was a dumb question. But (laughs) (laughs) just it raises a lot of questions that you don't think about. And I think it's important to, you know, kind of, destigmatize that because it is your daily life and that's something you're so used to yeah no exactly and like a lot of people say like oh how do you do this but you know it it might take me a little bit longer to do it but yeah I try and just do everything on my own yeah so um aside from golf Mm -hmm. I know you work out a little bit yeah well at least that's what your page has kind of shown I think that's I think that's awesome how you incorporate the fitness aspect of it but Mm -hmm. what do you think the most important exercises are for getting that dominant hand at its best point um yeah it's a good question I do I work out twice a week um with a personal trainer um the most important um thing that I do I probably uh to be honest the most important thing I've been trying to focus on is flexibility um Mm -hmm. and um oh it's a good question that you asked you you've got me there um (laughs) mainly just flexibility and um yeah we've we're playing a lot of golf and tennis i and with and obviously using my one hand for everything i do Um, yeah i just try and yeah keep that strength in it but i do i do have a quite a lot of pain in it and so i just try and loosen it up really because you know, using one arm and one hand for everything can get quite tiring. And obviously the muscles yeah. tend to get quite stiff. Um, but yeah, I really like my fitness and it's helped me a lot on the course as well. Do you do a lot of strength training or not really? Because I feel like you have to be, like you said, tired. Mm. Yeah, no, I do. Um, I do quite a lot of strength training. And I mean, as I've got older, I've gotten more naturally stronger. Um but yeah, I do strength training with resistance bands and cable machines, and um, but not not overly not try and overdo it because, like I say, with doing golf and tennis, I I use it quite a lot. It has a lot of strain, um, so I don't want to put too much strain on it. Mm-hmm. So, what are your goals in golf besides lowering your handicap? Do you have aspirations to play tournaments in the future? Um, do you have aspirations to work in the business side of golf? Or mm-hmm. um... Um, yeah, so. About, well, in the year of the pandemic, I was hoping to play a lot more disabled events, um, mm-hmm. but obviously that didn't quite go to plan. Um, but yeah, I'd, I, I would like to play more event, more disabled events. Um, I mean, they're really inspiring seeing different people with different disabilities, how they adapt. 
um, mm-hmm. and I love I love the competitive side of it. Um, so I'd like to get involved in that and with my page, um, just inspire people to play really. And obviously, I'd hope that you know, someone will see my page and and be like, oh wow, um, that will inspire me to play the game of golf, whether it's disability person or whether it's not a disability person. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I love you know posting about my journey and seeing everyone else's journey really. Um, and yeah, if there's ever an opportunity to get involved in the business side of golf, I'd, I'd definitely be keen to do that. Yeah, I think it's awesome looking at your page because like you think like for me, it's like, oh, wow, I can't even do it with two hands sometimes. And he's just like killing it. I don't always post a bad shot. So. <laughs> I know. I want to make that a thing. I yeah. think I'm going to start posting like just shanks Yeah, and like I... really like highlight the suckery of golf. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think I... I just made a new word. Suckery. Yeah. <laughs> but no it's awesome do you get people messaging you a lot now for business stuff or um various deals i guess um i get the odd one i, I had a clothing company um it was a sustainable clothing company we've just started up um they sent me a new clothes and wanted to prom- wanted me to promote their clothing mm-hmm. brands so I, I do get a few of them but obviously just trying to grow and gain more followers and um yeah hopefully more stuff like that happens but my main aim is to just hopefully inspire other people to get into the game of golf yeah are you on tiktok at all um i'm not at the moment that might be something for the future yeah you should i don't so i'm not a big tiktok fan like Mm. okay well i take that back six months ago i was not a tiktok fan but now i spend way too much time on tiktok but it is really cool how their algorithm can send a video out like i had a video that did like only like four thousand on instagram mm-hmm. but then on tiktok it did like seventy two thousand. yeah so it, it's so interesting how some videos can reach such a larger audience on that platform mm-hmm. um but i think that's you know gonna be really keen to grow your brand on instagram if that's something you're interested in or just take your instagram videos and post them there like you know so you don't even have to be like yeah yeah, yeah. no I, I agree it's, it's, it's quite strange because even when you post like reels on Instagram, I mean, some of mine have got, there's no real difference to them. Some of them have got 3,000 mm-hmm. views and some of them seem to get like 60,000 views. It's just, yeah, it's a bit, it's oh, a it's, bit strange. It's like the coolest but most frustrating thing because you're like, I don't get what you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah, what that... I think is like solid content doesn't yeah. do well and then like dumb videos like dumb trendy videos do well i'm like okay i honestly give up yeah i'm I'm exactly the same oh that's awesome so what's your golf plans for the rest of the month are you just trying to play as much as possible before winter rolls in yeah i played um this morning and um yeah we just you just had to like pick up your ball and clean it on the fairway because it picks up quite a lot Mm -hmm. and yeah i just play with my brothers and um, my dad and yeah as many friends as i can really but obviously, it's it's weather it's weather permitting. So I'm not a big fan of playing when it's chucking it down with rain. Oh, you and me both. Um, how many brothers do you have, and how old are they? I have three brothers. Uh, one of them is 16, the other is 27, and the other is 31. Oh wow! So, so quite quite older. a big. Yeah, for sure. Um, is the 31 year old from same parents? Yes. Yes. Wow, that's. That's crazy. Mm, I think my mum's been doing a school run now for about 25 years. So, Oh, my gosh. 
<laughs> I'd be done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's enough. <laughs> um, well, before I let you go, I have to ask, why do you think people suck at golf? Um, I think people suck at golf because I think they get too frustrated and they expect too much of themselves. Um, I mean, I think they need to realize that even professional golfers hit bad shots. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, you know, everyone's going to hit bad shots, but it's just accepting that it's happened to move on and then hit the next shot. Um, and like you say, people post on Instagram mostly their good shots, but never really post a bad shot. So mm-hmm. I think people need to realize that, yeah, not every shot can be perfect or amazing. You just need to accept it, move on, and hit the next shot, really. I love that. Yeah, I just played a pro event, and that is one of the biggest things that I picked up from. Yeah, is you, these... you, you played the same event that I did, didn't you? Oh, did you play the Aramco? Yeah, I was a, a, the, one of the winners of the... I, I won the um, competition in London, so I, won, I got to play three days. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah, so me too. Um, but that was... One of the biggest things I noticed is how level-headed they stay. Um mm. Because me, I mean, back in high school, I would wear my emotions on my back. Like, mm-hmm. if I was having a bad round, you could see it from three fairways over. Um, but nowadays, I've gotten a lot better on, like, getting angry. And, like, you know, 10 seconds later, I can, you know, all right, next shot. But they are just so great at not letting anything affect them. They could be having the best round of their life, but you would not know it. Yeah, I completely agree. I, like, you they'd walk off the green and you wouldn't know whether they made double bogey or birdie. It was just the same every time. Who'd you play with in that event? Um, I played with um, three uh, girls called, one was called Lucy Malcheron, mm-hmm. uh, Camille Chevalier and Maria Hernandez. And then I, um, before the event on the Tuesday, I filmed some content with Anna Northvist. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, but it, like the whole three days was so nervy. <laughs> oh, you were nervous? Yeah, well, not too, but on 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 day two and day, three, yeah, I was definitely very nervous. Did you contribute to the team score at all? Um, I think I can got about six birdies over the three days. Oh, that's solid. Yeah, so I was pretty happy. I was just glad to get one, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was super fun. I remember because the women amateurs they had to play from forward tees. Mm. So, like, I hit the ball very far. Mm. And I was just chilling in two on all these par fives. <laughs> yeah. But m- these greens were so nuts. They were so fast. It was like putting mm. on glass that it was, like, three putt. <laughs> like, yeah, I'd be yeah. lucky to get away with a birdie. I'm like, yay. <laughs> yeah, the greens in London were, yeah, they were so fast. I I had, I think it was day two, I had, I was on the 18th green and there was quite a lot of people watching and I think I four putted. So yeah, that wasn't very, that wasn't very fun. (laughs) Uh, Been there and done that. (laughs) Well, thank you, George, for coming on this episode. Your story is so inspiring. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me on. Awesome. Stay well and stay dry. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thanks to George for coming on the podcast and sharing his incredible story. Hope he lowers that handicap, which I'm sure he will. But if you enjoyed the podcast, please rate us five stars. You can follow me on social media at Avery underscore Dovsek. That is A-V-E-R-E-E underscore D-O-V-S-E-K. Thanks for tuning in to another episode, and I'll see you in the next one.